Oh my fucking goodness. Where the fuck have I been? It's been almost a year since I uploaded my last episode. <laughs> Oops. Uh, that's kind of awkward, no? Um, we got three episodes done last year, which, you know, power three. We love it. Three's my lucky number. And so we're going to try and get three done this year and see how it goes. Maybe we'll do more. But how have all of you been? Have you missed me? I'm sure that you have. Uh, who doesn't? It's me. It's me. Uh, in case you guys don't know, you're new to the podcast. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? Welcome to Ichocos Locos. Uh, and this loca is back, dude. She is fucking back. Just a little brief on, again, what Ichocos Locos is all about and what we're gonna shoot the shit on today because y'all know that's the vibe. We're here to shoot the shit while we heal and grow and keep you updated on the fucking life beautiful life i may say it's pretty it's i'm I'm pretty blessed and i'm excited to share some good news some a lot of good developments that have been happening lately and a lot of growth and a lot of growing pains and i'm excited i have like an outline kind of what i want to talk to about today but like y'all know, I can go on on different tangents. Uh, the neurodivergent in me just can't fucking help it. Um, and so hopefully we stick to the outline, but we'll see where this goes. Either way, I know it's going to be some good shit because your girl's been on one all fucking week and she's been telling it how it is. And so, and I still got a lot to say. So I was like, you know what, B? Let's get into the studio and let's uh see what the fuck comes out because you clearly have a lot on your mind and you need a you need a share because at the end of the day we're here to heal and grow and i'm hoping that through my journey and my experiences and everything that i go through and everything i've learned in these 31 years um can be of use to you the listener our community here at Ichocos locos and so again welcome to Ichocos locos i fucking missed you guys like y'all don't even know um but you know sometimes when when you don't have it you don't have it and so and i try to not be hard on myself when i just don't have it in me to you know work on something as a creative i constantly have to be mindful of that and be compassionate with myself when you know when i put down creative projects or whatever um at the moment and so uh ichocos locos uh again for people who aren't here who are new uh it means crazy kids in guatemalan um i am first generation guatemalan here in america california vibin uh my dad uh used to calls us ichocos locos all the time every time he's like what the fuck are y'all doing uh and he can't relate you know the culture difference between immigrant parents and first gen y'all get the y'all get the fucking gist on that end but yeah we're here to vibe and i'm excited to kind of get into it today and see what we what we talk about but just kind of a little bit of a you know timeline of what's been going on the last year and where the fuck b has been dude and so let me real quickly put up the i'm trying to get comfortable because my back hurts um i have been strength training actually going i'm at that bitch now go to the gym three four times a week i go on runs have protein smoothies i eat clean have my vitamins who is she who's that girl i never thought i would know her and here we are but bitch has a her back hurts now and so we're trying to take care of it we're trying to stay comfy we're growing you guys we're growing as bees growing but you know let's let's share with other people let's share with the online community too a little bit of visual of you know, we're back, bitches. Mm-hmm. 
so let's get into it today you guys to today's episode um i really i wanted this to be a um more of a catch-up uh because it's been a year uh, and just so much has taken place in this in this last 12 months that i genuinely part of me is still like what what is life like just think about your life being thrown into a complete 180 and then not being able to recognize yourself but in like a good way which is wild so part of you part of me is like i'm in a big state of transition and change right now and i have been for the last three years and i've been knowing this and i've been like riding the wave but man this last year just really like kicked it up a notch and so just kind of to you know get into it a little bit again we're a community here uh we're all here to heal and grow uh you know if any of this may be triggering for you please feel free to pause and like chill for a minute um while i try to be very like non-triggering and we try to be fun and shoot the shit about things and be silly and uh you know find ways to make this these harder topics a little bit more digestible for individuals we'll we'll figure it out and so just in case you need a little bit more background on me i am mental health professional specialist i focus on community-based mental health i do work i'm still working at the homeless shelter out here in santa clarita loving it um i have transitioned out of seed house project but we're still kicking it over here uh we're still vibing i'm still very much part of the community here because i love these kids out here Um, and just helping them express themselves and get on track and just, you know, help them transition into adulthood. And so I do that still. And then here's one of the first big updates on B's uh, new uh, and improved upgraded life is now I'm on the board of the San Fernando LGBT Center. So I'm going to live in my dreams and helping the a cool all-star team. Um, really the people that I'm working with are just so inspirational so impressive and I'm just excited to to work with them uh, on top of building getting to build a community center for the San Fernando Valley and queer kids in the valley and the queer community in the valley and so I'm living my dreams y'all I really am like I've been manifesting this forever it's always just been the natural step for me uh, helping build a community center and so I'm excited uh, I get to specifically lean into my passions of working with uh, the youth and helping them build a youth a youth program as well as a art program um, I've been building an art program over at the shelter and that's been freaking beautiful and I love it and the art that they make over there has been so inspirational and breathtaking and it's been beautiful watching my clients uh, take art classes and express themselves and gain confidence and just see what the beauty is that comes out of them and so I'm excited and same with the art that I see the guys do over here at Seed House and I'm excited to watch this community center this LGBT center have its own space you know for a bigger community and so We're going up in the world, y'all, and B's excited. She's excited. I'm going, I'm going to be going into some more public speaking, which y'all know a bitch loves to fucking talk. Hence me being here because I can't shut the fuck up. And that's right, bitch. We won't shut the fuck up because we got some important stuff to talk about. One of the big focuses for this podcast is always advocacy. If you want to check out, I have an episode from last year on ages and stages of advocacy and just kind of my life's work and what I've been doing forever now. And really, because I'm such a multi-passionate individual, I call it my neurodivergence or having ADHD, but I can't, I, I'm passionate about really everything and anything. And like, while I do, there's certain things like art and youth and, you know, things that I'm very focused on and mental health keen in on, for the most part, uh, when it comes to advocating for just people 
in general i'm fucking down for the cause bro i'm always down i'm here to just call out shit when it's it's not cool and you know and i'm hoping to always just open conversations and discussions and discourse uh with individuals and just you know connect and build those bridges and help bridge gaps between people the haves and the have-nots because that's dead ass what it is it's the haves and the have-nots and people constantly being pushed to the ground and being oppressed and abused and i'm not here for it and i'm hoping that you know slowly but surely little changes here and there and just talking and opening discourse and one connection at a time we can you know change some hearts and change some minds and open some eyes and that is what my role is that i've chosen while i'm here so with that being said now i can kind of go, go into where i've been the last fucking year you know besides now being on a board what the heck last time we spoke i kind of want to really just go back to the pick up a little bit where we left off um i remember i was talking about leaving for guatemala because we had i had a trip coming up my brother finally got his green card after being undocumented here in america for like 20 years uh, which was wild in itself um, he finally got his green card and as a family we were able to go to Guatemala and go help him pick it up and finalize the process um, and just what a relief it was out of off of everyone's shoulders to just be able to finally do that and so that was at the end of September last year exactly about a year ago that trip was pretty wild um I got traumatized on that trip it was a good trip in itself in the sense that there were certain traumas that had taken place and they were triggered of course while I was there and I was re-traumatized and when I came back uh, it really just opened a can of worms for a lot of things that were left unhealed and that I still needed to work on. And so today I would particularly like to just focus on relationships and what I've learned in the last year about relationships and whether they're platonic, familial, uh, romantic in general, uh, that is, that's the big thing today and so I'm gonna focus on that um, if y'all don't mind and then maybe on another episode I will dive into some of the other themes that are a little bit more serious um, a little bit more triggering and I like I said I want to keep this first episode that we're back I want to keep it light airy I just want it to be chill laid back maybe laugh a little bit just ease into eat chocos locos again because like i said i've i've been going through it and anytime i jump into a project i you know i I want it to be with ease i don't want to force anything and i like to talk about things that are currently on my mind and my heart and uh it just makes everything flow easier it's more organic a lot more inspiration is sparked through that process and just more authentic i am someone you know i don't know if if you've known me in real person if you know me in real life first of all you're a lucky son of a bitch if you know me in real life because i'm i know i'm a vibe and i'm very positive i'm very bright really i'm very warm and gentle you know and that's the space that i like to be in and i'm hoping to make you feel uh the audience at home or whoever you're listening on your on your iphone in the car wherever wherever you're listening to this podcast i just i want to put you in that headspace where you know we're going to talk about some some serious things that you could relate to and could help you out but also we're gonna do it in a not so serious way if that makes fucking sense oh man i'm fucking rusty dog so yeah let's talk about relationships and when i came last november really was when everything started to pop off for me um and so i really want to dive in kind of first the general theme on what I've learned in this last year when it came to relationships and so I guess I should start from the beginning and just where I started and where I am from where I am now if you've listened to the episode with my sister and I we talk about coming from an unhealed and broken home and how that just kind of really shaped our early 20s and our adulthood and our relationship and how we really had to work on healing it but you know outside of that relationship with my sister I really want to talk about how I I've 
navigated life with other people in relationships because of the environment that I grew up in, you know, and being a child of neglect, as I like to call it, uh, and growing up in a toxic, unhealed home where my parents were emotionally unavailable. And I would fawn. I would, I would, my trauma response when I was a child growing up was to fawn. So let's get a little bit into trauma responses because we are educated bitches here. And I'm, we're here to drop some knowledge on mental health real quick. So just so you guys know, when people go through traumas, uh, and traumas can be different. They could be chronic. They could be larger ones, like let's say it's a catastrophe, like a natural disaster, wartime. Uh, it could be chronic, like in the sense of like, you know, institutional racism, homophobia, that's trauma. It could be like immediate where let's say you're in an abusive relationship and something happens. From what I like to acknowledge, there are four trauma responses. Uh, when it comes to situation with any kind of any kind of trauma, whether it be large, small, chronic, ongoing, a one-time thing, everybody has their own way of responding. And the four main categories are flight, freeze, fight, and fawn. So they're all the four Fs, the four F words, as I like to call them. And so fight is pretty obvious. Like, you know, someone's maybe attacking you or whatever. You're going to try and fight them off. Flight, again, pretty clear. You're going to run away. You're going to try and get away from it, escape, whatever it may be. And there's freeze, which is a trauma response that we find a lot. We see a lot in maybe sexual assault where survivors will freeze up during whatever the, you know, incidents. Um, and so because they don't know what to do uh, and so freeze is one and then the last one which a lot of people are not too familiar with is fawning and so fawning is the one that i really want to focus on today because that really is what set the stage for literally the my later years in life and how it ultimately led to one of my biggest downfalls I will say or just maybe not downfall but largest lesson that I've had to fucking learn in the last like year year and a half at this point maybe um and so fawning is typically happens when you grow up in a house that is emotionally chaotic, uh, violent, abusive, um, people's emotions are everywhere, and it's very uncertain. And so I grew up in a house where, you know, my parents were abusive, uh, always screaming and yelling, berating me, berating each other, fighting with each other. Uh, my dad was an alcoholic. He was a drunk. All his, my uncles were alcoholics and drunks. And so that brought in its own violence and abuse into the home. Uh, there was sexual abuse in the home. There was physical abuse in the home. There was emotional abuse in the home. And so it was a lot for a little girl to be kind of going through. And me being the sweet, gentle, bright soul that I have always been, being the oldest daughter, I, you know, who just wanted to please people. I wanted to not be part of the problem. I didn't want to add to the violence. I didn't want to add to the abuse, uh, the chaos. I didn't want to be a target. And so what that meant was that I learned real quickly as a survival mechanism, how to one, disappear, like erase myself so I wouldn't offend anyone or be a disruptance or be a burden uh, or anything like that. And I also learned how to present myself to every individual in a way that would be pleasing to them. So then they would respond to me in a positive way and I would feel safe. And so I genuinely became almost like a shapeshifter all through my childhood while I was in that house because at the end of the day a girl was trying to just feel safe and loved and secure and unfortunately I really couldn't feel those emotions at the time and just anything I could grasp at is what I did and so I was like you know if I'm the good girl the people pleaser the smart one who never pisses anybody off who is very agreeable who is so nice 
nice, does everything for everyone, then no one's gonna, um, no one should have issues with me. I shouldn't be caught in the line of fire. No one should be harming me. But unfortunately, that was still not the case. I was still caught in the line of fire. Uh, some of the fires I started, because uh, I reached a point where I was like, no, fuck all this, and really just started. Uh, lashing out and having explosive episodes myself later in my teenage years but yeah it was wild times while we were in that house and so I was I was a shapeshifter is what I like to call it uh, as my safety mechanism while I was to survive those first 18 years those those time in my life you know and so with that being said one of the things that that leads to into your adult years is people pleasing and I'm sure this is kind of like a hot topic right now lately I feel like a lot more people in the public and social media I've seen they're talking more about people pleasing and what what that entails and how that's really a trauma response and really how it causes more harm at the end than good a lot of people think that it's like oh what's the problem you know with being pleasurable and not getting in people's face and not being confrontational and why do you got to be a disturbance and you know just keep the peace and but no it's it's bad people pleasing is not it's not healthy and I'm gonna kind of show you a little bit into why why that is and give you some real life examples of in my life on how people pleasing has really drained me harmed me and how being now a recovering people pleaser i've seen the growth and i've seen just how much my life has changed and my relationships have changed so a little bit about me and just kind of how my people pleasing manifested in my later adult years was that i was that friend who always was there for everyone I was the therapist, I was the uh, secretary, I was the treasurer, I was the president, I was the manager, I was the administrator, uh, I was the provider. Uh, everything and anything that anybody in my personal life could, whether it be my, fa- my parents, my siblings, uh, my friends in college, uh, relationships, romantic relationships that I was in. That's who I was. I was like, oh, beast. And I took pride in that, bro. That's the most fucked up part. I thought it was such a virtue of mine that I was so giving. I was so caring. Um, I gave everybody my heart. I gave everyone my energy, really unaware of how I was actually just dumping my cup into people who didn't know how to handle it or manage it and I at the time was just so unhealed and unaware of the karma that this was causing that I I didn't know I didn't know that that's what I was doing but the the most recent one and really the most one that I'm actually still kind of going through right now because it was this person's birthday earlier in the week and because I'm a people pleaser, or I was a recovering people pleaser, I it comes with no boundaries. And so essentially that's what it comes down to is that you don't have boundaries when it comes to how much you are giving yourself. And you end up giving so much of yourself away that you're left with nothing. And because you are emptying your cup into other people who are empty themselves, they really have nothing to give back to you and so you just end up fucked either way that's what i was doing and so i was in a i had a relationship not a it it was someone that i've known forever um we had been very close in the become very close in the last you know eight years uh we were in a we you know we were friends we were confidant we leaned on each other for support Uh, this individual they were always going through it they were in a toxic relationship themselves and because I had no boundaries I allowed myself to be dragged into that toxic relationship at the time I thought well I love this person I want to support this person I want to be there for them Um, I understand this person and you know they're asking me for support and you know and that's me that's what b does like i'm a ride or die like i'm gonna be there for the homies for anyone i love anytime anywhere for literally the seven years that was the that was the thing like it was them in their toxic relationship and me 
kind of being put in the middle of it because of just like support and being like both their therapists throughout that thing because I love let's be real B's a pretty dang good therapist I take pride I think the level of maturity and awareness and growth that I have and my ability to be able to communicate with people has really lended itself in that space and you know I'm very appreciative of it and I do see it bring a lot of good uh but this was one of those cases in which my natural inability to be there for people and be a good listener actually bit me in the ass type of type of thing um and so we reached a breaking point we reached a breaking point where their relationship hit a breaking point and again I still had no boundaries. I was still very much in people pleasing mode of like, if I'm there for this person uh, in a way that equals love, because when you're a child of neglect and when you're a child that dealt with emotional abuse and you weren't loved or received the love in which you needed to be received that is a constant journey that you're going on is how do i feel loved uh constantly just not feeling like even if everybody is telling you b you're the best we love you you're so kind you're so you're so gentle your soul is so beautiful but when you're a child of neglect all that stuff is just kind of annoying in the sense that people are telling me they love me but I don't feel loved. I feel like I'm still a burden to people. I feel like I don't deserve other people's time and energy, allowing other people to be there for me. Like my problems, my issues, when I was going through it, I would keep that to myself. I would suffer in my own, in my room, because when you're a child of neglect, and you've never experienced love growing up and you've never had someone love you the way that you deserve to be loved, um, whether it's at the fault of other individuals or not, because that's another journey in itself of like learning to, of forgiving my parents and understanding and being compassionate as to why they were unavailable to, you know, love me in the way that I needed to be loved and cared for. And that's a journey, that's a story for another day, but. Here I am, 30 years old, uh, really focused on growing, really focused on healing, you know, being a bad bitch, all of that good shit. I'm feeling empty inside. I'm feeling empty inside. And while, yes, I feel the love that my siblings and my family give me now, and it's like, yeah, I have a strong network and I have, you know, people, I know that at the end of the day, I have people in my corner who are gonna be there for me and all that good schnaz, like, yes, I still, I'm not worthy of other people's time and energy. I don't want to be a burden. Uh, I'm independent. I'm self-sufficient. I can, I'm the rock. I'm the one who takes care of people. I'm the one who's the giver. I'm the one who's there for people. I don't need, because I just was never given that. And so how would I know that I deserve something that I was never given if I don't know what it is, right? if that makes sense. Because it, it was a constant conversation in therapy with my therapist where I was like, bro, like, I feel empty inside. I don't know, I don't know how to, how to do that. And so that's also another aspect of having no boundaries and people pleasing is that you don't find worth and value in yourself to, to want to take up, to know that you deserve to take up space, time and energy. So being that people pleaser who is a child who used fawning as a survival mechanism in their home as a way to stay safe um, and constantly operated out of that trauma response into my adult years because I never felt safe, I continued to people please. And so up until I was, you know, last year, I really came head to head with it in the sense where um honestly before we really get into the big blow up that was like the final straw and like yo this was the final nail in the coffin on this people pleasing thing um i didn't realize it was an issue 
until I had an incident at work last summer where I had a confrontation, I had to be confrontational with a volunteer at work because I wasn't agreeing with their approach when working with my clients. And, you know, it was, a, and I, and here's one thing about me, I will fucking go off on someone for a client. I get very protective. I get very protective of my community and my clients. And anytime I feel like a harm is coming their way, I will, the advocate in me will definitely like speak the fuck up. And so I got confrontational with this volunteer. I was like, listen, I don't like you know, I, I don't like this approach. I've communicated with you in the past. Um, I think it's time that we just kind of part ways. I appreciate what you're doing, you did for us, but I don't think this is going to work out. And I was like, cool, whatever. But the response that I had after that incident was what really opened my eyes to how far this people pleasing had come into my life because I literally just started having crying and sobbing because I was so ashamed of myself for being so confrontational. And I was like, why do I feel so bad if I know that I was in the right, you know? And there was like one other incident too that same week with a coworker where again, I had to be confrontational because I was advocating for, for people because some bullshit was coming out of his mouth. And again, it was someone that I was close with too at the time. And being confrontational with people, with those two individuals, kind of opened my eyes because it spurred such a negative reaction out of me that I was like, what the fuck be? Like, you cannot be afraid or feel bad for confrontational when you stand up to people. Like, you, it is okay to not be liked. Am I being my true authentic self? And I really want to share that, that the more you're your true authentic self, people are going to see that and respect that and love that and even though we're not looking for other people's approval and love at the end of the day we are human and we are seeking that connection and community and that helps and so that was the first come up I had with people pleasing and so I was like all right it's okay to not be like not everybody has to like me it's not personal I have to be confrontational and I have to be and that's it I have to stand up for myself I have to advocate for myself I have to set boundaries and so that was tested uh with this relationship uh this earlier this year so I'm over here like nah bitch you gotta set boundaries you're you're doing you we're doing good feeling good I'm like yo I'm not seeking love from everyone else I'm working on myself I'm learning to love myself uh type of stuff come this relationship it falls apart in November that same time oh well yeah let's do a type timeline in November of last year this relationship falls apart and I got put in the middle of it because both individuals had already been so used to me being there for them and supporting them through this relationship because again, I had no boundaries um, and I was unaware that it was just codependent, toxic, thruple situation uh, where all three of us were unhealed and toxic. So naturally we gravitated towards each other type of deal. Um, I'm sure some of y'all could relate. And so it happened. They Their relationship fell apart and I got put in the middle of it. Fast forward three months later to February earlier this year, I get approached by one of the parties in that relationship that fell apart. And actually the one that is closest to me, the one that I have leaned on had at this point had leaned on for so much support because I had found so much sanctuary and understanding from them because they understood the fucked up fuckery that I had gone through because their their story is very similar and traumatic as mine and so we took both of us took you know comfort in that and I was like oh you get it like you understand like you fucking get it because a lot of times maybe my family didn't get it or my friends didn't get it but I was like you get it and she would be like yeah you get it too and so and we had really I had really grown to trust this person and this person had really grown to trust me and like I was I was there for her she pulls me in you know we have an interact she blows up on me literally lashes out and you know immediately my social worker hat comes on and I put a client lens on her and I'm like oh she's clearly going through it and she's lashing out and 
typical like uh, I'm a safe person that she feels safe enough to release this you know to have this release with because unfortunately uh, this person didn't have closure and was starting to really process and heal what starting to heal the the, the dissolution of her seven of their relationship and so rip me like 10 you assholes but the traumatic part that really sealed the deal for me was that during that outburst and that lashing out she came at me and said i don't trust you you are shady as fuck uh, I can never trust you again. You stabbed me in the back. Uh, I can't see you having you in my life anymore. She did say, I love you, but I can't have you in my life anymore because I can't trust you. And when I tell y'all that shit fucked me up because here I am, people pleaser, to be told that you, by the person that you love so much and that you've grown to trust so much and that they've grown to, and you've just connected and shared so much with each other to tell you that, that shit fucking hurts and that shit will fuck you up because I had no boundaries and I allowed myself for so long to be in this situation looking for love and it bit me in the ass because their relationship fell apart because it was toxic and it needed to happen i became collateral damage you know blew up on me blamed me for the res the dissolving of her relationship really lashed out she really she attacked me she attacked me and i didn't deserve it and so i was like wow i was like okay talk about the final lesson in the karmic karmic lesson in this people pleasing thing because I was like how is, I was like I would have never thought that the the last person in my life this would be the last person to I would ever think to come at me like this and really just throw everything like all seven years of everything I had done for this individual of just constantly being there for them over and over and over again just being there for them and then to just fucking be like thrown under the fucking bus or into the wood chipper really and telling me to fuck off and fuck you and you you betrayed me and i can't trust you and i you're this like bro that was a relationship that i've I've really been learning from it, it comes in waves you know it comes in waves of sadness because I still love and care for this person and you know I wish them the best and I hope that maybe one day we could reconnect again from both of us being in a I'm I'm in a good healed space and I'm still constantly working on myself but I hope she gets to a place where she's healed um, and she's understanding and compassionate and understands of what went down and you know and I genuinely feel like I'm I still deserve an apology in that situation to be honest I still feel like I deserve an apology in that situation but that is what it is and I gotta move on but the biggest lesson I learned from there was how insidious my people-pleasing had become because I thought, you know, it was just about, I thought people pleasing always just came down to not being confrontational and wanting everyone to like you. But it really goes deeper into that because when you want everyone to like you, that means that you are going to erase yourself. You are not going to show who your true authentic self is and what your true authentic needs are because you want to be liked and you're going to present and put on the mask that you feel is going to be more most pleasing to the person you're interacting with so they can like you the most and you are not going to want to and you don't want to come off as needy either because you're like nobody likes a needy bitch so and nobody like that's a burden like that's drain and that's not healthy I guess that's what I'm trying to get to it's not okay because when we don't advocate for ourselves and here's the kicker is that I'm over here advocating for everyone and their fucking mom because that's what I do here I am not advocating for myself like talk about hypocrisy right here I am giving everything and more of myself to everyone else putting everyone else's needs first and making sure everyone's comfort comes first and then me and I fucking took pride in that I thought that was a fucking virtue dude I was like wow I'm such a good person like I put every I put other people's needs before mine all the time like I genuinely thought that was a, a good sign but no because here I am 
feeling empty as fuck inside and asking my therapist Daniel Daniel why do I feel like I just don't feel loved I just feel like no one gives a shit about me I feel nobody ever wants to do anything for me no one ever wants to be intimate with me no one ever wants to show me little acts of kindness no one you know my love language is gift giving is physical touch one of my other love languages that i like to receive in is just quality time i really like quality time and uh i just felt like everybody else was loved except for me and it felt empty and it it was sad times you know it was very sad times so i started advocating for myself i got saying no and being like nah i don't like that and putting b first and setting boundaries and you know i remember i treat i tweeted once it was like one of my favorite tweets was i am i have been treating my energy like a fucking gucci bag everyone and their mom fucking has one and i need to start treating my energy like the birkin bag that it is special and not any anybody not just anybody can get a birkin because i i don't know if y'all know but to get a birkin you don't it doesn't matter if you're balling in money you gotta be approved and invited to buy a fucking Birkin because that is how I guess prestigious it is to own one and how special it is to own one I was like nah bitch like your energy is so beautiful and it's so kind and it's so gentle and it's so loving and you're out here fucking handing it out to everyone and their mom and they clearly don't even they're not even taking care of it you know and they're not getting anything back and so it's like nah bitch we're we're having a waiting list we're having a vetting process you got to be invited you got to pay the the door fee you to be able to get in and have access to my energy that is where we're at now and when i tell you guys it has been life changing it has been so life changing when i decided that i was going to protect my energy i was going to set boundaries i was going to be mindful of who and when and why i was sharing my energy in what space in what context um i became a a louder advocate for myself and saying hey i don't like that hey that's not fucking cool hey this is what i need this is what i prefer and that was a big thing i had to learn and even just learning that i don't have to be liked to be loved to experience love and I deserve taking up time, space, and energy. I am worthy of that because even before then, you know, my mom, I grew up with my mom telling me, don't be a disturbance, like no no chingues, you gotta do everything on your own. You don't wanna be a burden. And cause she treated me like a burden, like dead ass, my parents treated me like a burden. I'm sure some of you can really, so as you can tell, it fucked me up, but, and so that was another thing I had to really learn and come to terms with and being like, bitch, you are not a burden. You deserve to take up people's space, time and energy. And if they're not willing to allow you to do that, then they don't need to be in your life because they clearly don't value you. I had to give myself the value that I deserve and being like, nah, dog, I'm an ace of diamonds and I got to start treating myself like an ace of diamonds. And so here we are today, y'all. Like, you know, like I said earlier in this week, it's been heavy on my mind because it was this individual's birthday and, you know, someone that at a mutual of ours brought them up and we're like, hey, it's so-and-so birthday. Have you heard from them? And I'm like, no, I haven't actually. And so now, and so they've been on my mind and it's just as I reflect because I'm always reflecting um, it's what I do as I you know go keep going on this healing journey and growing journey because that is my number one commitment to myself is to heal and grow because that's how I will help heal and grow communities around me and it aligns just with the work that I do I reflected on that how my relationships have dramatically changed ever since I really had to learn these really hard lessons from in these relationships you know from being confrontational 
to seeing the ramifications of what happens when the people pleasing doesn't stop and you don't have boundaries and you continue to stay in toxic environments where it's just festering and something like an explosive lashing out trigger happens like it did earlier this year i'm happy that this is where we're at because when let me tell you now dude on really just putting me first being there for me i was able to bring that in now into romantic relationships and familial relationships with my parents and my siblings and telling my parents you know being the oldest daughter in a latino family that shit comes with a fucking price that's its own episode in itself and you know i constantly have people in my life other oldest daughters that you know i have a couple young ones right now that i i talked to them about my experience of being an oldest daughter in a latino family and it's just like always such an emotional conversation that i have with them that's literally what it is it's a people pleaser role because you're literally do everything in the world for these your parents because you understand that your parents need you to be able to navigate this world and because your parents don't know how to express love or show love to associate you doing all this shit for them and navigating navigating them through this world as your way of earning their love like oh they're happy with me they love me they approve of me when i play the oldest daughter role and get everything done and do everything for everyone and so as an adult setting those boundaries of like listen i can't do this for you today have someone else do it hey i can't and it hurts let me tell you putting boundaries down with people you love fucking hurts because the kind gentle person who loves to help people you know that's why i'm in the field that i am i love helping people it's like when i'm the most happy is when i'm helping people wants to do it but then i gotta be like i'm drained i'm tired i just got fucking i just got a client just popped off on me today at the shelter today and i have all this and i had a rough day at work today i'm tired i'm drained i don't have energy for you today and i hate that i can't help you today but i just it's a no or and 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 i had to learn that and same with my siblings and my cousins and and not feeling like i'm a burden to them and taking up space with them and like i constantly would be like oh I'm bothering them let me go away because I am loud I have high energy I take up a lot of space my voice takes up a lot of room and so I would feel like I'm too much I'm too much for the people in my in my life and so I would have to pull back and constantly pull back and not be my true authentic self because I'm like I'm too much for these people and so that's how they manifested into my familiar relationships where now I'm like I don't give a fuck if I'm annoying you i don't give a fuck if you think my energy is too much i don't give a fuck if you think like i'm gonna be respectful yes and i'm pretty good about reading a room but i it's more of like oh right now is not the time and place of that for this rather than oh i feel like i'm annoying i'm a burden uh let me fucking go away and get out of these people's hair type of energy like now the energy is different even this week it's like now seeping into like romantic interests where you know the last several months i've been giving my energy to someone getting to know them vibing with them however they can't you know they're not in a place to be able to provide to give what it is that i want and rather than me stay in this people pleasing role of like well i like their energy and i like their attention and i love hanging out with them and i don't want to lose this so i'm not going to put boundaries in place and i'm going to continue to let this happen even though i'm not getting what it is that i want like that's just not going to fly anymore now it's like i just had a dope ass conversation with this person and it was beautiful and it was healthy and i enjoyed every bit of it even though it was a hard conversation to have it was very much like nah dog i'm gonna set these boundaries with you because i need to clearly we're not on the same page and i can't be out here giving you all this energy when it's not being reciprocated and so i'm pulling it back i'm i'm holding on to it right now or even in future relationships it's like now i know i can do that now i know i have the ability to be able to say hey i don't feel like this is equal 
give and take right now so i'm going to pull my energy back and it's not a personal it's not personal to you this is an act of love and so i always say that you know people talk about love languages all the time and they say you know physical touch uh, what's that what are some a few other ones uh quality time gift giving words of affirmation but one that i was like you know i consider boundaries a love language because i believe genuinely that when someone is willing to place boundaries that tells me that they care about the relationship they want to preserve the relationship it's like it's tough love i'm doing this because i love you because i want to have something with you in the long run and i am aware that right now in the short this short run we aren't where we both need to be and so rather than me say fuck it i'm gonna continue to let this go and let it go more to shit and cause more harm and get to a place where it's harder to come back from and harder to heal from let's just put these boundaries in place so then we can one it won't get worse but two we can learn to you know heal or work whatever it is that we need to work on and still be in each other's lives in a way that's healthy for both individuals So boundaries is what I like to call also a language of love. It's very much a, I'm setting this boundary because I care for you and I want to have a future relationship with you, whether it be platonic, romantic, familial. Uh, I want to have something with you in the future. So we need to put these measures in place to make sure that we both are feel safe and our needs are both being met. It's scary and it's new and it's different and other people may not necessarily respond well to it. Like, what do you mean I can't do this anymore? What do you mean like you're not gonna do that anymore? And it's like, and they could have a very strong negative reaction to it and you have to be willing to take that risk. And then for me, I always say, listen, especially when it comes to dating and making friends um, or just when you're reviewing and assessing the people in your life it's like are they respecting your boundaries when you communicate hey I don't like that if they have a negative reaction from you setting a boundary to me that's the a red flag now that's a red flag like if you're not if you have such a negative reaction to me setting this boundary to, that, that I need like then you're not you're not supposed to be in my life right now sorry dog it's just not gonna happen now if you have people who are like okay cool yeah anything else what do you want like what are boundaries that that to me is a green flag it's like okay cool this person's willing to work with me and willing to respect boundaries and also have their boundaries so then we can have something in the future because they genuinely care about preserving this and so please people do not be scared of setting boundaries always assess I always say do an inventory in your life the people in your life are you setting boundaries are you advocating for yourself and so we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up and just really get you know I guess this episode turned into a people-pleasing episode and relationships which I fucking love and talking about boundaries but so what I really want you guys to take away from this episode, because again, I can talk for fucking ever and I got to get to the fucking point and y'all got to fucking walk away with something today, right? Love doesn't come from you doing other, doing things for people or people finding you pleasurable. You don't receive love from that. It really is draining. It's draining you. You feel empty. And at the end of the day, you still don't feel loved. And so if you truly want to experience love, first you gotta acknowledge that love is not gonna come from an external source. Love is gonna come from an internal, it's gonna come internally, it's gonna come from you. And how do we learn to love ourselves? How do we learn to care for ourselves? And we do that by being our true authentic selves, not being afraid to just show off and say, hey, this is who I am, flaws and all. I don't give a shit if it's cringy. I don't give a shit if you feel like it's a lot. This is who I am. And with that comes advocating for yourself. Hey, I don't like that like obviously it's always about 
the delivery you want to be respectful you want to you know at the end of the day we're not all, we're not out here being confrontational toxic bitches either right and starting shit all the time but when the when it calls for it you want to be like hey no like what about me also expressing your needs setting your boundaries and again we got to remember that boundaries aren't about the other person is not allowed to do it's more of like how willing how much you're willing to take so for example hey i don't st- i don't yell at me is not a boundary but hey i don't i will not stay in a conversation if you're yelling at me that's a boundary you're setting that boundary for yourself okay because now you know that if you're you've communicated that if you're being yelled at you will not stay in that conversation because you have control over your body and you leaving that situation so boundaries is about control that you put on yourself because we at the end of the day we can't control other people you can't control if that person's going to call you or not or if that person's going to yell at you or not calls for discipline as well we got to remember that it's okay to not be liked we're not everyone's cup of tea some people tell me that my positivity is toxic and i'm like you're just a fucking amargado who's miserable in mr depressed moody mood my vibey positive happy self is clearly too much for you but because you're in such a heartbroken place you're gonna call me toxic right again no i'm not everyone's cup of tea and i'm okay with that i feel i would say if you got haters that means you're doing something right right (laughs) what else is a big less besides establishing the boundaries you know we learned a little bit on different trauma responses and what children of neglect and homes abusive homes kind of go through and how people pleasing is actually born you know and fawning and how that trauma response really just seeps into other aspects of your life especially your relationships um, whether they be work relationships again you know i've worked with people pleasers in the at work and let me tell you that shit's fucking rough it's stressful and that's another thing that i've had to learn and so let's walk away with how do we love ourselves can i honor myself how can i be there for myself how can i show up for myself how can i no longer erase myself because you know for the longest time i have been erasing myself how can i find value in myself to feel because you got to feel it it's one thing to tell yourself i am worthy of other people's time energy and space but it's a completely different thing to actually feel it and so it's like how do i how do i get to a point where i feel that i am worthy of other people's time love and energy or time space and energy and that comes down to you putting yourself first you come first you fill your cup first especially if you're someone who's a giver or someone who is a helper like myself and loves to help and loves to give and loves to be there for others because that's a beautiful thing about life we love that i think that's beautiful that's a big aspect of my community building i literally feel blessed every day that i get to be such a giving uh helpful individual every day for work for people who need it but it's like I can't be pouring from an empty cup. If I if my cup's not full, then how am I going to help other people? I cannot be helping other people if I'm if I'm drained, if I'm hurting because you know if anything that's going to cause more harm because when I'm my cup is empty, when I'm not loving myself, when I'm draining my my energy, my own energy, giving it handing it out for free like candy, that manifests into stress depression, anxiety, uh, lashing out, maybe having a tone, maybe having a mood, not having energy. And that shit will seep into your relationships. And it's like, because you're not loving yourself and like, and then you, you cause more harm than good. So let's walk away with that. If we want, you know, we want to keep being the beautiful bright lights that we are because I know all the people in this community align a lot with my energy or else you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't even know about Ichokos Locos probably if you weren't in the similar headspace as mine. But, you know, as people who care for others, the number one rule is always take care of yourself first. Love comes first. Like you can't, how do you expect to love other people and other people love you if you don't love yourself? And how do you show love for yourself? 
have that be your question for the day how do i show love for myself and what boundaries do i need to put in place with people and who's not who and who's not fucking with them and just kind of reassess with that and do i have some people pleasing tendencies am i erasing myself am i afraid to take up space time and energy of other individuals am i not allowing other people to help me or take care of me type of stuff so it's a lot of good shit that i've been learning this last i guess this is what i really wanted to focus on today which was the people pleasing and learning how to love myself reflecting and closing out these chapters and healing for myself because clearly i'm still going through it right like i'm these are still very heavy on my mind i still get very sad about it and it's an ongoing thing because shit you don't heal stuff overnight you really don't and it's always a thing about time and energy it's always time and you know and other experiences to gain that perspective walk away with that love yourself ask your question how am i showing love for myself how am i showing up for myself let's start setting those boundaries baby because again they are language of love (laughs) all right y'all i'm fucking done uh i've been in here for like an hour it's fucking hot it's been 100 degrees all weather all week it's fucking crazy it's literally trying to rain outside climate change am i right another again another episode for another fucking day but I hope all of y'all have a good day uh, wherever you may be. Uh, remember to please take care of yourselves. Drink your water. Remember to be thankful for something in your life. Uh, show the people in your life, uh, you know, tell them you love them. Kind and compassionate with yourself. And remember that you are a bad bitch. All right. Have a good one, y'all. And I'll catch you on the next episode. Bye.